from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of The Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from an anonymous donor. Our thanks to our donor for creating the opportunity for tens of thousands of the faithful across Canada and around the world to begin a new week with this sacred celebration. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty and sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, a birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that, through perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. The man said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, follow me. When he heard this, the man was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. But the disciples were perplexed at these words. And Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you. The question raised by the man who encounters Jesus in today's gospel is not one that many people in contemporary Western culture tend to ask themselves. It presupposes at least some sense of God, as well as of human life, is grounded in and oriented to God. Such a sense is inseparable from at least a modicum of faith in the existence of a life beyond this life. The reading begins somewhat dramatically. A man runs up to Jesus, throws himself down on his knees before him and asks, 
Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The answer Jesus gives focuses on what might be called the moral teaching of the Ten Commandments. The specific commandments he mentions all have to do with the way we treat one another rather than with our relationship to God. It is an emphasis that might appeal to people whose sense of God is somewhat tenuous, but who have a deep commitment to a moral code. When the man tells Jesus that he has kept the commandments since his youth, Jesus is clearly delighted and invites him to go a step further. You lack one thing, he says. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. The man's response to what Jesus says is one of shock and grief. It is clearly not the answer he was expecting. He's always taken for granted that the possessions he's been able to accumulate over the years are his for the keeping. He can't imagine giving them away or selling them. His obvious attachment to them stands out as a point on which he differs profoundly from Jesus and from the life which Jesus challenges his disciples to embrace. The second half of the reading shifts from the questioner to the disciples. The lesson we're invited to learn from the incident Jesus suggests to them is the seductive power of wealth and of all that wealth can mean for us. It's clear that what is at issue here is something fundamental about human life and about the values by which we live. Provoked by the man's response, Jesus declares how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Seeing how perplexed the saying leaves the disciples, Jesus repeats it. Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. By including the word trust, Jesus is suggesting that the problem is less wealth in itself and more our relationship to it. Those for whom entering the kingdom of God will be difficult are not simply those who have wealth, but those who trust in it, those who think that it will bring them a sense of security and a fulfillment, those who make it the be-all and the end-all of their lives, those who to some degree or other make it their God. Exactly what Jesus means here by wealth is not clear, nor is it clear how what he is saying might apply to a parent or parents responsible for the well-being of their family. The saying, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God is deliberately provocative. It clearly cannot be taken literally. It's intended to make us think, to think about our relationship to what we possess, to all that we call our own. Many of us are relatively wealthy, especially when we compare our standard of living with that of so many in our own country, as well as countless others in places around the globe. The kingdom of God of which Jesus speaks refers both to eternal life and to this life insofar as it is lived in Christ. 
Today's first reading rejoices in and gives thanks for what God has done for us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. By his great mercy, Peter says, God has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus, a birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. The kingdom of God is present in our midst, here and now. It will be brought to fulfillment in the future when God will be all in all. To be part of the kingdom of God involves being in relationship with Jesus. Although you have not seen him, Peter says, you love him. And if you do not see him now, you believe in him. As Mark brings his account of the incident in today's gospel to a conclusion, he underlines the confusion and concern of the disciples. Then who can be saved, they ask. For mortals, Jesus answered, it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. The power of God's grace is able to overcome even our greatest failings. The reading as a whole invites us to reflect in a serious way on our attitude to money and to the things that it has bought and can buy for us. Money is essential if we want to survive in the world in which we live. Many families in particular find it enormously challenging to provide food and housing and the other necessities of life for their children. Even as we work in order to obtain the money we need, it's important that we not become too caught up in the pursuit of it, especially to the point that we begin to sacrifice our health and the well-being of our family, as well as our own moral convictions to it. In today's gospel, Jesus challenges us about our priorities. When we come to the end of our life, the size of our home or car or investment portfolio will not matter. What will matter is what we have done with the many gifts we have received, gifts of mind and heart, of family and education, of grace and life, the gift of living in a relatively peaceful and prosperous country. Then, if not earlier, we will understand the saying of Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those who are suffering in mind, body, or spirit, that they may find relief and healing through Christ, let us pray to the Lord. That we will be able to see the poverty and hunger of others and come to their aid in any way we can. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord that the Synod on Synodality will lead to a genuine renewal of the Church as Pope Francis hopes. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord hear our prayer. 
for peace in nations and between nations. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our participation in this Eucharist will deepen our union with Christ and with the Church, the community of faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity. We became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Gracious God, we ask you. Wash me from my sins. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and the glory of his name, for the good and the good of all his holy church. Grant us, Lord, we pray, a sincere respect for your gifts, that through the purifying action of your grace we may be cleansed by the very mysteries we serve. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him with great goodness you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore, we do extol you with all the angels as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, 
Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we, give, we, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer one another the sign of peace. Peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, we pray that benefiting from participation in heavenly things we may be helped by what you give in this present age and prepared for the gifts that are eternal. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass. years ago, I began a ministry on the streets of the city, where drugs and prostitution are a fact of life. I invite you to join me on these streets. You will be amazed by the faith of people who have little reason to believe in a loving God. One young lady said to me, do you think God worries about girls like me? Their stories are in my book, The Church on the Street, which is available on the Daily TV Mass website.